With the season all but lost, what are some of the things to be watching for over these final few weeks that you know might make actually watching the games a little more interesting? We'll talk about it today on Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio, and you can follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can find us on YouTube as well. Be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB for a free white tech hat with any order. I actually got one of them right here. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you if you're watching on uh, YouTube, there you go. Bird Dogs white tech hat. Giving them out to you. So um, this season, it's been rough, right? I mean, it's been rough. It's been tough. I mean, we've got a lot of negative things going on about the Cardinals this year. And I'm sure you're feeling it just like I am. It kind of makes it not a whole lot of fun to watch the games anymore. You know, we aren't used to this. What What is meaningless baseball in August and September for Cardinals fans? We, ha- we have no idea. We, we, have, we haven't had to deal with this for many, many years. Some fans have never dealt with this. And though the team isn't going to the playoffs this season, there are still some reasons to watch the game on TV or to go to the games. Although, judging by the attendance, it doesn't appear that a lot of people have decided to uh, go to the games anymore. They're saving their money and staying home because uh, when I see Cardinal home games, boy, a lot of empty red chairs sitting out there. So I thought maybe today we could go through a couple of things that still bring me joy (laughs) when I'm watching what is a, a indeed a very rough stretch of Cardinals baseball because there's no light at the end of the tunnel this season. It's all darkness, but there are little little spotlights of things that, that that interest me. First and foremost, you should still appreciate the fact that you're getting to watch Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. You know, Goldie isn't having the year that he had last year when he was the NL MVP, but he's still an excellent player and even better person. We know this about him. He's somebody that if you have kids and you're having them learn the game, he's somebody you want your kids to watch and learn from. Uh, Nolan Arenado, same way. Great player, great guy. One of the best third basemen that has ever played the game, ever. And the dude can still wow you at any moment, not only offensively like he did last night, hitting the jack. He almost had three home runs last night. Drove the ball to the wall twice, and uh, they were outs instead of home runs. But Of course, defensively, you never know what you're going to see from Nolan Arenado defensively. He's arguably the best offensive third baseman in the league still. So you should learn to appreciate those two guys still out there on the field giving 110%. It's not like they're taking days off and just kind of relaxing and going, we don't care anymore. Oh, man, they're still out there competing. Number two, to see young players, young up-and-coming players. Two of them are on the roster right now that I really like watching. Nolan Gorman 
and Jordan Walker. I want to watch them continue to progress and get better. Both of these guys have future star written all over them, right? But very rarely do young players come up and just dominate from the outset. So we've seen the struggles from both of them. Gorman, mostly last year, went through uh, a horrible stretch that ended up getting him demoted back to Memphis uh, this year. You know, we had a, a rough month in uh, in June and the beginning of July before finally breaking out of it. Um, this season, we've seen the ups and downs for Jordan Walker who was also sent back to Memphis at one point to, to work on that launch angle. You all remember that before coming back to the club for good. Uh, defensively, they're both working on becoming better players at uh, relatively new positions for them. You got to remember, Gorman came up as a third baseman, just switched from third to second base just two years ago, and he's looked pretty darn good at second base this year. Sure, everybody's going to make a mistake once in a while. It's going to happen. None of these guys are perfect, but... I would say overall, you're, you're probably impressed with how Norland, Nolan Gorman has looked at second base this season. And then Walker, he just made the full-time switch to outfield late last season. So he's like a year into this thing. Both have made considerable strides at their positions, and it's it's fun for me to continue to watch them and watch how they progress. You know, you're seeing Jordan Walker look really, really comfortable out in right field. He's making diving plays now. Last night, shows off that cannon of an Army's guy gunning out the dude at second base who was trying to get the double. Uh, Gorman, also a fantastic arm, especially for a second baseman, showing that off, turning double plays last night in Tampa Bay. And at some point, we're likely going to see Mason Wynn come up here real, real soon and be able to show off what he can do as long as his butt cheeks cooperate. Uh, he's dealing with that mild glute strain at the moment, in case you were unaware about that. So um, he should be up here soon, too. So that'll be a lot of fun to watch. And finally, who will step up to be a part of this pitching staff next season? There's three guys that uh, I'm really keyed in on right now. Dakota Hudson, Zach Thompson, and Matthew Libertor. They all three are auditioning, if you will, for spots on the staff and, of course, in the rotation for next year. The Zach Thompson saga has been a mess all season. Every dayers know my feelings on the situation where they ripped a guy who was finding a, a lot of success in the bullpen at the major league level, and they rip him out of there, turn him into a starter again, and they sit him down to the minor leagues despite a history of not being a very good starter. They essentially weakened the big league club in hopes that Thompson could recreate himself as a starter again. And honestly, he didn't find all that much success down in Memphis as a starter. However, his last start, which we just saw against Colorado on Sunday, he looked brilliant. He only lasts four innings. It's not like he went seven innings or anything like that, but he goes four innings, gives up just one run on two hits. He punches out eight. The curveball is filthy. We know it's filthy. When he's throwing strikes, uh, he's he's a problem for left-handed hitters, for any hitter, really. My hope is that the Cardinals will finally pick a lane for Zach Thompson. That's what I want. Pick a lane. Stick to it. Stop bouncing him back and forth between relief pitcher, starting pitcher. Like, enough with that. He's had more success out of the bullpen. And let's face it, the Cardinals need help for both the rotation and the bullpen next year. So wherever he goes, wherever they decide to put him, leave him there. Don't screw around with him anymore. Enough of this, this back and forth yo-yo act. I've had enough of it. 
Uh, Dakota Hudson, another guy where we've seen the potential. You know, he had a 16-win season. What was that, 2019? But then the injuries and mostly the walks have been the issue lately. His uh, last start against Minnesota, though, August 2nd, it was wonderful. He looked great. He had that no-no going for a little while in that one. Ends up throwing seven solid innings, three runs, two hits. He punches out seven. He walks three, gives up a dinger. Kind of a line, when you look at that stat line right there, doesn't it remind you of somebody who used to be on the Cardinals and is now in Baltimore? Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty type of numbers right there. But not saying he is Jack Flaherty. I'm just saying that's a very similar uh, pitching line that Jack would often put up there. But he's got to cut down on the walks. He's got to cut down on the walks if he's going to be effective. That's been his biggest issue. But he'll get another start tonight in Tampa. He's auditioning. And then you got Matthew Libertor. The guy we're all kind of waiting on to show that first-round pick pedigree. You see it in little flashes here and there, but very, very inconsistent so far. The team is hoping that him, now knowing that he will remain a starter on the Major League Club this season, will kind of put to rest any of the the anxiety about, oh my gosh, I got to throw an amazing game or they're going to send me down. You know, he's going to get the ball every fifth day from here on out. Hopefully that will help him relax just a little bit. He just needs to go out there and pitch and continue to pitch against big league hitting. We've seen him have success in the minor leagues like he did this year. Four and two, ERA 3.72. Now we want to see it at the major league level. And he's never going to learn to do it unless he's pitching at the major league level. So if he struggles, he's got to power through it. It just is what it is. He's got to learn. And no better time to learn than when the Cardinals are out of the playoff race and have plenty of innings to go (laughs) available. So um, those are some of the things I'm looking forward to uh, for the rest of the year. I'm sure other things will pop up as we move our way through August and through September that will pique my interest. But, uh, you know, we're building for 2024. That's the idea here. And these are just a few things that, If you haven't been looking at them, maybe now that you're aware of them, perhaps it'll make things a little bit more interesting if you decide to keep watching the games on TV or in person, whatever you feel like doing. I want to jump into some listener feedback on uh, the trades, my my, my show yesterday about Luke and Baker, and some other things that uh, we've been discussing recently. We'll do that next here on Locked on Cardinals. You want to look your best for the rest of this summer and moving forward. I know that you do. You want to be comfortable at the same time. It's very, very important. Then uh, if you haven't tried them already, what are you waiting for? You got to get your hands on some bird dogs. I know it's a goofy name, but there's nothing goofy about how they fit and how they feel. Bird dogs stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, through your leg. It's to help you give you that sculpted look. All right. Not everybody goes to the gym. Not everybody does leg day all the time, and you want to be able to show off your legs and not be embarrassed if they're a little bit skinnier. And that is where bird dogs can come in and help. They're they're not a baggy look. They're a nice fit, and they do exactly what the Lululemon brand does, but they fit better because they're not made of that, that really like stiff and restricting cotton that nobody's really a fan of. They don't feel good. That's not that's not what I want on my body. Bird dogs use a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. It's very stretchy. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And they also use the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that's going to keep you cool and dry. 
throughout the day, no matter what activities you're doing. They're my new favorite golf shorts. I wear them every single time. I don't switch them out ever anymore. It's always bird dogs. They won't help your swing. They certainly have not helped my swing, but I look better <laughs> while I'm making those awful swings and having to chase down my ball in the rough. Going to keep you cool in all the right spots, which is what it does for me on those hot August mornings. Or if you're an insane person and you're playing golf in the afternoon in St. Louis, more power to you if you can pull that off. But, uh, you know, it's normally a million degrees out. But even in those moments, the bird dogs will rise to the challenge. And uh, with that liner on the inside of them, it's pretty awesome. Keeps everything where it needs to be. You know, moon. always a bonus. No embarrassing adjustments when, you know, you're on the green trying to putt. So here's what you do. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Enter that promo code locked on MLB. Get yourself one of these free white tech hats with your order. Very nice for the golf course. If you got a wife or a girlfriend or somebody who likes to wear them uh, as well when they're golfing, this would look really, really good on them. But um, locked on MLB. For the free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. The Cardinals battle the Rays tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals Hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Leave comments on YouTube. Love to hear from you, good or bad. You don't always have to agree with me. We can we can handle the negative stuff. It's quite all right. As well as on Twitter, anytime you want, your feedback is always welcome and encouraged. Uh, I want to go back to the trade deadline uh, for this first one. Get some feedback on those moves since, uh, you know, they're still somewhat fresh in our minds. It's been a week. Uh, Mike W. says, organization is going backwards until they get a dominant starting pitching, a dominant pitcher, and a rock-solid pen. The cards won't be sniffing any late-season playoff success. The prospects really won't help out much. Mo DeWitt need to wake the hell up. Get the right starting pitcher and bullpen relief. Well, thank you, Mike, for uh, chiming in there. As far as the organization going backwards, I can't say I agree with you because I believe that what they just did at the trade deadline was actually a sign of stopping the backwards thing that was going on there and putting a stop to that, and now we move forward. In my eyes, you know, going back backwards would have been to keep those guys around and gamble on re-signing them. The fact that they accepted their fate, <laughs> realized they screwed up this year, and as far as we know, got the best value they could in return for expiring contracts, showed me that they're, they're, they're going full throttle into this reset, which is forward thinking. Now will the guys in return impact the roster for next year? That's, that's hard to say. Because most of them were only, what, double-A guys. You know, you had Prieto and uh, Drew Rom who they got from the Orioles for Flaherty, those were the only ones playing at AAA, I think. So I would assume they are the closest to being on the team for next season, but that doesn't mean that they will be. Um, the Cardinals also promoted uh, Robertsa, Kloffenstein. They all came up to AAA Memphis, so uh, one of them possibly could make a push as well. And those guys, those pitchers, they don't have to be starters next year. Those could be bullpen guys next year as well. They don't have to be thrust right into the rotation. A um, little update what happened last night as far as some of these prospects. Prieto, two for five last night, hit a three-run home run, so that's good. Um, Thomas Ujaysi hits another solo home run at double-A. Springfield. And then the 19-year-old, Zach Showalter, who they got in that Orioles uh, trade for Flaherty as well, made his first start since the trade. He walks one, strikes out one in uh, one inning of relief. 
he's the furthest from impacting the big league roster, but people seem to like his upside. But uh, another way that these guys could impact and have an effect on what things go, what things might look like next season is using them as part of trades. You know, they could be part of a trade package for a starting pitcher or pitchers that the Cardinals could use for next year. So that's another thing. When you, when you rebuild your farm system, you can either hope that they come up and make an impact that way, or you use them, turn them around for major league talent already. Jose Roberts says, I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see the ownership getting a legit one and two in free agency. More likely scenario is Michaelis is there one or two also hoping that hence continues to progress and will be ready to fill one of those top slots within a couple of years. Uh, thank you, Jose. And yeah, if Michaelis is your number one next year, this team is in trouble because that's where they are right now. They ain't very good. Um, that's something they cannot let happen. Is it likely that they will fork over the money in years on a contract that it'll take to sign someone like, you know, these big guns like Aaron Nola, uh, Blake Snell, Julio Arias, Shohei Otani? <laughs> I know, far-fetched, but uh, probably not. Probably not. Just hasn't been the way they've handled things in the past. But again, the way they've handled things is what has led us to where we are with this team right now with the 49 and 65 record. Last place in the division. Second worst record in the National League. And, you know, the old saying is, uh, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over again and then expecting different results. The front office and ownership are going to have, they're going to have to at least tweak their thinking and change something, which is part of, you know, these trades they made. They're looking for guys with more swing and miss stuff. They're kind of changing their philosophy of the type of pitcher they want in their, uh, in their organization moving forward because what they've been doing, it's not working anymore. You know, the, the, the shift getting taken away as, clearly made a difference on how this defense is played. And uh, they regress big time this year because of that. So um, they're going to have to change some things to give the, to dig themselves out of this crater that they are in sooner rather than later. I don't think ownership or the front office can survive going through another year like this. And um, to do that, they're going to have to change some things. Um, I personally think as far as what the idea of what to do this offseason is, I don't think they're going to land a Nola or a Snell or anybody like that. I think they're going to chase more of those number two guys than number ones. Guys like uh, Sonny Gray, uh, Lance Lynn, perhaps Max Scherzer, you know, escalating in age. Maybe he'd like to come home in his advanced age on a, on a two-year deal. And then I think what they do is they trade some of their assets to land a front-of-the-rotation type of guy. That's just me guessing. Not saying that's exactly what they're going to do because I don't know. But it just seems like something that seems like a cardinal thing to do. Finally, Ray Russell says, J.D., in regards to calling up Luke and Baker, I really think the Cardinals have enough on their plate trying to decide who is on the roster that they should keep and who should be traded in a package for pitching during the offseason. They've seen Baker at the MLB level briefly already, and bringing him up now only limits plate appearances for other guys on the bubble. I don't believe right now is the right time to make Goldie think the team is pushing his possible heir apparent along with Burleson, who was already there, up to compete for playing time when we still have to get through negotiations on an extension contract. Um, thank you, Ray. 
I know the team is trying to figure out who stays and who goes, especially in the outfield, right? That's where you've got that log jam going on. You've got Carlson and O'Neill, who seem to be like your bigger trade chips if you're going to move somebody in the offseason. We've got three years of knowledge on those dudes, okay? We know what they do. We know who they are and what they can and can't do. These final two months aren't going to change that. But in my opinion, using Baker at DH will at least give you an idea of what he may or may not be able to do at the major league level. Clearly, he can hit triple-A pitching. Going for a triple crown right now. But giving a guy 19 at-bats over seven games is hardly an audition in my mind. Um, I'm just very curious to see if the guy who is destroying the highest level of minor league baseball that you can get to, I want to see if he can pull it off at the major league level, if he can put up similar production. I'm not saying triple crown stuff, but I want to see if his bat and his bat speed can play at the major league level. Now, Paul Goldschmidt will be your your first baseman next year. I'm almost guaranteeing that. But he hasn't hit all that well this month. He's going to be 36. Why? What's the benefit of just pushing him out there every single day for the rest of this year? I, I don't see a benefit in that, really. And this is when you have questions about other people in your organization and what they can do. Like, I'm I'm definitely want to find out what the other guys can do. I know who Paul Goldschmidt is. I don't need to see him hit every day through August and September to prove anything to me. I know he's a good hitter. He's got to be your first baseman next year. And I also believe that this team should absolutely be thinking about life after Goldie. You know, what if the regression we see this year? We knew it was going to happen. We knew he was going to put up those MVP numbers again because those were ridiculous. We knew it was going to come down some. But what if it goes another step down next year? You know, you, you want to be paying a 37-year-old regressing first baseman probably between 15 and $20 million. I'm sure that's what he'll command. That's not working out very well for the Cincinnati Reds and their Joey Votto situation. I don't think you want that here in St. Louis. So why not give yourself some options and see if any of these guys can actually be your next first baseman and use the Goldie money when he's gone on more pitching, <laughs> which is what they really need. But you won't know if Luke and Baker is an option unless you play him. You know, the rosters are going to go up to 28 in September. I, for one, am hoping that Luke and Baker is a part of that and actually plays this time because <laughs> he didn't get a chance to really all that time. You don't have to agree with me. That's fine. That's just my personal feelings on it. I got some injury updates on Helsley and O'Neill coming up next on Locked on Cardinals. If you want to win 100 times your money on Daily Fantasy Baseball, then download the Sleeper app. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. It has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world. And it's not just about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper is now offering up to a 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Arenado, I told you last, last night, hits one over the wall, two of them to the wall in right field and left field. Do you even think he might pop another one today? Possibility. Uh, Wilson Contreras has been smoking the ball since the beginning of July. Maybe you bet on him for uh, a hits category tonight. Or if you want to go home runs, hit another one last night. On Sleeper, you can swing for the fences. It's something that they allow you to do with up to 100 times payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, 
uh, and plenty more. And that's the great thing about sleepers. They have way more categories than other ones. Um, get your picks right. You can win big. Entries can be made in just 30 seconds or less, which I know is great for my impatient people out there. Safe and fast withdrawals. All you got to do is use the promo code locked on and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit, which is always nice. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Once again, the Cardinals are on the road to face the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Uh, injury updates. Knee tightness from a man, Tyler Broneal. That's why he got scratched last night before the game. Apparently, he felt the knee tighten up on Monday. It got worse after he ran on the turf before Tuesday's game. Got scratched. But he does expect to be back in the lineup today. So that's good news. Since returning to the team, he's looked pretty darn good. I mean, you can't argue with uh, with that fact. 283, three home runs, seven RBIs. He looks healthy. He's running pretty well. Uh, gosh, he when he's out there combing that outfield, so smooth, so smooth. Uh, closer Ryan Helsley, a good outing in his rehab start. We haven't heard much about Helsley since he went down, but uh, through 19 pitches, 14 of those strikes, allowed one hit, registered one strikeout. His second rehab outing will be today with Springfield, a game that will be started by another rehabbing Cardinal, right-handed pitcher Jake Woodford, who's been out with uh, right shoulder irritation. According to Ali, Helsley felt no ill effects after uh, his outing, so outstanding news because you're going to need him. He's another big piece of this bullpen, which uh, has not been good this year, and losing him didn't help any because he was having a, a decent season. We had a tough loss for the team last night. Zach Eflin, Miles Michaelis had a wonderful pitching duel. Normally, I'm not that guy that likes the pitching duels, but those guys were just hammering strikes, and it was moving, and it was a good pace. Those are the kind of pitching duels I enjoy watching. Uh, in the end, though, the Rays come out on top. They get four straight singles against Andre Pallante. Um, after the leadoff triple against Michaelis, they end up winning it 4-2. to two. I love watching Michaelis when he's on like that. It was a lot of fun, and you saw him having fun and smiling. And uh, unfortunately, the, the offense got shut down by Zach Eflin. They were over four with runners in scoring position. They struck out 10 times last night. Good pitching usually beats good hitting, and it's why the Cardinals need to fix their rotation and their bullpen so they can compete next season. Dakota Hudson will get that start tonight. It'll be a bullpen game for the Rays. They're going to start left-hander Jalen Beeks. Cardinals usually struggle against the bullpen game, so just be prepared for that if you're going to watch it. Thank you again for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for this series against the Rays. Uh, you can do that with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. You can help our channel grow by doing the like and the subscribe. Hit those buttons. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.